Your source for cruise news and planning. From Royal to Disney, this is Rope Drop on Deck. Welcome aboard another Rope Drop on Deck. I'm Doug McKnight here with Michelle McKnight. And Michelle, we had a busy week of high school activities, didn't we? Yeah, they're starting to wrap up for the year already. Yeah, soccer districts, conference track. Will you be sad when it's all said and done for the spring? I will. I always am. But then that means it's vacation season. Yes, and only one more year for Sam in high school. Yes, that's the the sad part. You're not supposed to think about the sad parts. Okay, you don't do any of the planning, so that's easy for you to say. The planning of what? Life. Life, the life plan. I just am here um, to smile and nod. So there you go, a little welcome for you. Uh, Let's start out the show with a little iTunes Apple podcast review So thank you to everybody that's been rating the show five stars. Leave a five-star review and write something, and we will read it on air. So fortunately, someone wrote us a review this week, so I had one to read. Otherwise, there would just be sad silence right now. So this one's titled, All Aboard! with an exclamation mark. Five stars by STL Transplant. So someone that moved to St. Louis, I would guess. I would assume. Yeah. Or do you think they were from St. Louis and they transplanted somewhere else? I don't know. You're supposed to know things. Uh, All right. Here it is. Doug and Michelle put out a great show with tons of good information, relatable experiences, and plenty of humor. They both have tons of experience on cruises, and Michelle shares her professional knowledge in a clear and organized way. Doug's self-deprecating humor keeps the mood light. I've been listening to Rope Drop Radio for quite a while, and this cruise-focused show is a great spinoff. This show has earned its spot in my weekly listen list. There you go. We've earned a spot, Michelle. Thank you. (sighs) Doug seems really excited, so... It's a big deal, breaking into somebody's routine. It's... Routines are routine called routines for a reason because they're very structured and to throw a spin-off show in there. What nonsense. What nonsense. Anyway, thank you very much, STL Transplant. Whether you move to St. Louis or from St. Louis, we we appreciate it. Alright, on to the show. Everyone's favorite part, the word of the day. The nautical term of helm. Michelle. So Webster defines it as a lever or wheel controlling the rudder of the ship for steering. So the big wheel you steer with. Yeah. So if the captain's at the helm, the captain's at the steering. So the helm of the ship, the steering wheel. Yep. Any other definitions? Anything else confusing? Or just one straightforward? A tiller or wheel and any associated equipment for steering a ship or boat. Okay. Seems... Seems pretty consistent. I like it. All right, big steering wheel. That's the helm. All right, so I'm going to grab the helm of the ship here, and we're going to move on to the news. The Rope Drop on Deck news is brought to you by BackToTheMouse.com. Go check out BackToTheMouse.com for all your Disney Cruise Line stateroom photos, menus, the least expensive cruise per night. And that's up this week. I got the, I got the early edition. You get the sneak peek? Yeah, Joe Joe emails me that. Ah, that Joe. All right, so go check out backtothemouse.com. All right, here we are. Some news items. The world's busiest cruise port targets a new terminal. So, quick quiz if you don't know yet. The busiest cruise terminal is? Michelle? Port Canaveral. Port Canaveral, yes. So, 
Port Canaveral targets future growth with a proposal for a new $175 million cruise terminal. That sounds like a lot of money, and I'm sure they have lots of space to put it. I think they haven't said where it's going to go exactly. Um, Port of Miami and Port Everglades are technically maxed out. They have no more space to build more terminals. So here, Canaveral's already the biggest by passenger numbers, and then they're going to add a whole nother one. The terminal is proposed for late 2026, so don't go thinking you're booking this new terminal. No announcement of what cruise lines will be using this terminal. This budget also entails all the infrastructure to help get you to the terminal, to park at the terminal, that sort of stuff. The last terminal they just built, which was terminal number three for Carnival Cruise Lines, was 163 million. So you're looking at 12 million more. That's probably just inflation, really. I don't think you're 12 millions buying you anymore, do you? I, I would imagine it's just. These are not numbers that I look at often. You book the cruises, you don't build the terminals. That's correct. So there you go. The biggest cruise port gonna get bigger how about that that's exciting right so let's move on next next bit of news here michelle is the royal caribbean to implement strict plans for first beach club so as we've talked in the past they're building a beach club in nassau basically just adjacent to where the old cruise ships park on a little part of land that when you look at it you go that's very sad looking there's like four abandoned houses, some docks that are falling into the water. Well, anyway, they're building a, a little club there. So here's what their plan is to be environmentally friendly. Zero waste to landfills, meaning zero single-use plastics, straws, cups, utensils, stirs, all that sort of stuff will be compostable. 100% renewable energy by 2030. So that will include sources such as solar, wind, and hydro on site and through partnership with local companies. No dredging or overwater cabanas to preserve the natural coral bed and marine life. I think that one's pretty easy. And the best wastewater treatment available. So more than 95% of the treated water will be reused for purposes and remaining byproducts will be composted for landscaping on property so yeah that one i had to make sure i got that sentence in there so you know no before you go you may be smelling something later um i'm sure it won't smell you can deodorize that and then habitat protection um so the only areas they're going to build structures on are the areas where there's already structures built and have damaged the land And there's a lot of invasive species already on the land plant-wise. So part of their initiative is to get rid of all the non-native and try to get it back to just native plants, which will also help the animals. So there you go. And it will be monitored locally with the Bahamas. So there you go. They're going to take care of the environment. Michelle, thoughts? Well, they shouldn't be angry anymore. Yeah, that was, remember, Atlantis was like, yeah, but hey, what about the environment? They're going to ruin the environment. And if you go to Google Maps and you look at this little stretch of land, it's right, like you go to Nassau, you can see where the cruise ships are. It's the little strip of land right there. It's full of just, like, abandoned crap. Like, Atlantis, they're going to improve it. I get you don't want competition, but come on. Okay, there you go. 
All right, one more news item, and Michelle, you have this news item. I do. So DCL has kind of secretly announced, and it's supposed to be available May 1st. Um, we're recording this on April 30th, so, I mean... Perfect timing. We're one day off, right? But apparently, um, May 1st is when they are changing the online check-ins for... Um, it'll be Castaway Club status-related. So 40 days before your cruise, that's when Pearl, that's... 25 or more sailings can check in online platinum would be 38 days before gold is 35 silver is 30 and then first time cruisers it still remains at 30 days so we're still not going back to pre-covid days but we are giving a little bit of a separation which is very nice for like dcl um tech (laughs) so that the website doesn't crash every time all right so we're looking at days of 40 38 35 33 and 30 Okay, so everybody's different days. Yeah, and remember, if you're Central Time, you know, it's 11 p.m. is when you do the check-in, and it's the day of four, you know. Yeah, it's tricky, calendars. Right, if you're Pacific, it's going to be 9 p.m. So, you know, really think about your time zones, because otherwise you'll be an hour or two or three behind. So this is something that since the restart, we've been asking for staggered check-in to get your Yeah, but that's when we were at the top of the line at Platinum. (sighs) Now we're back to the second tier yeah, it's a start. But, I mean, it helps. At least we don't, you know, necessarily do port arrival time with silvers. Sorry, guys. We did our time at silver. Don't worry. We did our time. Yeah. Yep. yep. So, yeah. So that's a good little bit of news. And this is a Sunday. And I think the reason it rolled out, like, if you called in, they will tell you this on the phone. But nowhere is it on social media. And my gut tells me it's because... Disney Cruise Line outsources their social media. A different, a third party runs their social media, and I'm pretty sure they just don't work on Sundays. It's very possible. Like, it's awful. And Disney's social media, I mean, lots of times they give us updates on at 4 p.m. on Fridays, so that's fantastic. Yeah, so. they're in house. Where, I the cruise line could be ran by the same people that run like Chicago's airport. I mean, it's crazy how you see the same posts at the same times across certain things. Anywho, yes, so Disney Cruise Line mixing it up on the uh, check-in times. Yay. Okay, moving on to the main topic today. We haven't mentioned yet what we're going to talk about. This because it's a topic we don't like. I hate this topic. I know. Most people would. It means you're getting off the ship. Disembarkation. Yeah, so we're going to give you some, we're going to give you 11. 11 tips. Came up with 11. 11 tips for disembarking the cruise ship so we we talk about embarking we talk about you know all the stuff on the cruises lots of times booking your cruise but now we're going to talk about disembarking we try to avoid this topic we do but it's you know a fact of life you still have to do it yeah and like one strategy is not hide on the ship like that will be a crime because you're in international water so don't hide on the ship you gotta actually get off so we're gonna go through a list here with our Top 10, 11 tips for disembarking smoothly. Here we go. Number one or 11, I don't think they're in order. Avoid booking an early flight home. And Michelle, why would we be avoiding that? Well, first you should probably look at what time your cruise actually gets back. So if you're looking at your itinerary, it's actually going to tell you a time. So lots of times it says 7, 7.30. Sometimes it says 6. Mm. That's not the time usually they kick you off the ship and make everybody off. So that confuses a lot of people. That's usually the time they expect to clear customs. So 
just look, look at that first. But I also recommend, normally you don't want to book a flight before noon when you get back, but you don't have to wait another day. So you know how we tell you to arrive a day early, right? Mm-hmm. For, the, for your cruise, you don't necessarily have to wait the, till the next day unless you see, you know, obviously cheaper prices for flights. Or better timing because yeah, like when we flew home from Europe, we could leave in the morning where we couldn't do that the day we got off the cruise ship because we wouldn't have made it in time for our flight. But definitely noonish and on are great times. We've, yeah. we've snuck into the 11 o'clock hour, but that was by like cruise number seven. Right. Eight. Right. Like, and we had a really early one one time, but that was only because it was our only direct flight home and we had to get home for something. So when, where was that? Was that was in Orlando? Frontier. It was Orlando. It was really, it's really hard also from Orlando to get back to the airport because it's not next door. So, no. so Miami and Fort Lauderdale, sure. You can definitely sneak in like especially, possibly a 10 or an 11. Especially on a Saturday or Sunday when there's less traffic. Yeah, it's not rush hour. You also have to think about traffic. Fort Canaveral is like 45 minutes away, so you really... In good conditions. Yeah, and it gets congested in that area, especially when like cruise ships, you know, get there. Yeah. So. Um, that time we did the early flight on Frontier, we had a rental car sitting. We were parked in a place in the parking garage for the optimum of leaving. Like, we weren't like, oh, this is a great parking spot. We were like, this is going to be the fastest way to leave. Yeah, it was kind of a pain and, in the butt to get to the terminal from where we parked, but right. we it, knew getting off was going to be gonna, easy. And like, I just kind of like barely slowed down in the car rental return area as everybody like hopped out with their bag and just started to walk towards the gate. I mean, everything went right for that to happen. I don't actually think that happens most of the time, no. so, especially for us. But I mean, if it's foggy in port, yeah. sometimes ships are slow or late getting in too, so... So anyway, a good rule of thumb is noon or after that local time that you're in. Yes. All right. Number number two or number 10? I don't know. Are we counting up or down? Let's count up. So does but, that mean this the, is number two? Yeah, but it doesn't mean they're in like importance order, I would say. Oh. I think all of them are important or we wouldn't are have they? listed them. You mean everything we talk about is important? Well, I don't. I, I try, everything I try you to talk sort about through is the, important. You know, say bull crap. Everything so. <laughs> you talk about is important. Okay. There we go. Cruise ship disembarkation instructions? So the cruise ship, at least the day before, is going to tell you how to get off the ship. Do everyone a favor and actually read those instructions. It's literally going to tell you what you need to do. They don't just leave little things on my bed after they make it for fun? No, and not all the cruise lines do that, especially in the digital age now, Doug. <sighs> that was when we started. Notifications you know, many, through an many app. Years ago. Those are so easy to just like swipe, done, click. Right. But the the thing is, most of them still have them in the app. Like you could look at them usually like, I mean, day four, day or two. day one. Yeah. So, I mean, but you don't want to think about it that early in the cruise. But, but they are important. You should read through because usually it's going to give you a time. It's going to give you a process. It's going to tell you where you what's open on the last day to eat breakfast, you know, things like that, which, you know, I just, spoil alert, I gave out some of the things. That's all the rest of the list. I know. You just, we stopped at three? Not in detail. Not Wait, in no, detail. we're only on two. Yeah, not in detail. I feel like the rest of the list is like 2.A or something. We're not going to say that. Okay. That's not as... So yeah. read the instructions. Also, a lot of the ships will have like kind of their good morning cruise line show type thing they're like they do little tv shows on there and like the cruise director talks and usually the day before you get off 
at least with Disney, they're talking about the process as painful as it is. I know Holland will throw these mats out on the end of your bed, the way your luggage sits on your bed, and be like, time to get off, sucker. Yeah, so that you don't It doesn't get... say that, though. No. It says luggage, but not so time So you to don't get have off. to get your sheets dirty. Right. They don't they... want you to put your luggage on your bed. But they're also a very good reminder of, like, pack your crap now yeah so we can take your bags and then lots of times at the stage shows like or the entertainment stuff mm-hmm. they'll tell you your dining team will also give you instructions so your dining team's also really busy talking about something else we'll talk about later though just don't ignore people when they tell you how to get off the ship because it's a thing it's not like leaving a hotel these days you just kind of walk out of a hotel now cruise yeah. line you gotta actually scan yourself off yeah all right disembarkation times and procedures yeah so all the cruise lines can have a little bit of a different um procedure for this but you could either you know wait for your assigned time which you're going to be given the night before or you can do walk off you can express walk off like disembark yeah disembark yourself yes so the what's the big difference between the two like why would i choose to self-disembark so you, if if it's if you have an early flight, if you... Well, if you listen to tip number one, you don't. Right. But, you know, okay. sometimes people have to do it. Um, if you want to go to the theme parks, like say, you know, you're in Port Canaveral yeah. and you feel like you want to try to, you know, hit Rope Drop, which you, you should. It. We've done it before. Yes. So you can totally do it. But that's the times you're going to want to do um, self-disembarkation. What's the non-self-disembarkation, the normal? So the cruise line will call groups or, you know, your assigned time, and that's the time you get off. So Disney does character luggage tags. With colors. Yep. There's a lot of, yeah. So, you know, they're going to call your color, your character. Then you can get off the ship. Now, this is if you, so if you did do self-disembarkation, you will need to carry everything off with you. There's not going to be any luggage help. Right. There's not going to be any one telling you can you can get off. You kind of need to rope drop this mm-hmm. if you really want to take full advantage of it. You're just down there waiting for the gangway to open for them the ship to clear customs. And then you can get off and walk out to customs. Yep. I think the biggest thing to remember is like you keep all of your luggage with you to self-disembark. Yes. Because you're not picking up anything in the terminal. Yes. So I think that leads into our next tip of luggage instructions. Yes. So what are we instructing? (laughs) So they're going to tell you where to put your luggage, what time your luggage has to be out in the hall the last night. They're going to communicate all of this. So read, read, read what they give you. It's kind of like your checked bags and your carry-on bags for an airplane. Or like when you got on the cruise ship, you did the same thing. Right? Yeah. I mean, not really because you don't have to like do your liquids and things like that. Well, yeah. So, but you really need to remember to keep your passport. You need to keep your essentials. So any kind of medicines, any kind of hair things you need in the morning, Pajamas. Yes, I have lots of hair things in the morning. Pajamas. Shoes. We've had some people we've seen walk off in slippers. Yeah. Because they didn't pack any shoes other than their dress shoes from the dinner the night before. Cruise line slippers to get off the ship because you packed everything and they took it from you. Right. So what else do you need to keep, Doug? You need to keep your key card. 
yeah, don't pack that. that. I don't know why you would, but I mean, just in case. Anything you're going to need in the morning, plus irreplaceable things like electronics and medications, that needs to stay with you overnight in your... So like, generally, you need like yeah. a carry-on suitcase with you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you'll take that to breakfast, and then you'll take that off the ship. Uh-huh. Yeah. Good times. Also, elevators are always obnoxious on the day you get off the ship. Right. Facts. So there you go. All right. Luggage instructions check. And I mentioned breakfast. So what about breakfast on the last day? Can I just eat anywhere I want? Not necessarily, no. Mm. So lots of the places are going to be closed because they, you know, they don't want to have to clean them again before other passengers get on. Yeah, it's turnaround day. Yeah. So your options are usually going to be the buffet. Sometimes the coffee place is open, depending on what ships you're on, or... Even the main dining room, I'm like Disney does it, where you still eat in early dining, late dining with your servers. It's a it's an abbreviated breakfast, so it's a fast one. You can only order off the menu or, you know, have pastries or yeah. stuff like that. It's Very kind quick. of the speed of breakfast I would prefer from a dining team, no matter what. Right. So that's with Disney. Not all the cruise lines do it, though. Some cruise lines will have their main dining open. Some people will just make you go to the buffet. Usually there's no room service available. So don't count on that. Like if you did that every day, you know, beforehand, what you did on the cruise, it's not usually open on the morning you get off. Yeah, which makes sense because I think they don't want to deal with the mess in the rooms when they're trying to turn them around. Right. And the staff to deliver all the breakfast is as well. But I enjoy that one last breakfast. You take your essentially non-checked bags with you and you eat and then you wait for your group to be called and then you pick up your luggage in the terminal. It's like a giant, massive warehouse of bags. Yeah, and those aren't going to be ready if you did self-embarkation and you, you know, took you didn't take your luggage with you. Mm-hmm. You're going to end up waiting, and they don't really want you to wait in there. No, so they're not going to be happy. Kind of a weird. You're not in the U.S. You are in the U.S. sort of area. You're just supposed to get your stuff and go, and it's so many bags. This is why. Um, just a side note here: don't buy a black suitcase. My gosh. There's so many black suitcases, people. There's so many other options. There's a whole rainbow of colors. Please do yourself a favor and don't get a black suitcase. That wasn't on the list, was it? This is a bonus tip. No. No? It's not a bonus tip? It's just a tip. It's a it's a bonus tip, I'm saying. Oh, it not wasn't on the, on the list. list. Not at no. all on your list. Are we ready for number seven? Right. Check your cruise account before you try to disembark. There we, you go. We did this on our first cruise, so. Yeah. It was good times. No. Didn't know what was happening. So you can either do this at guest services or most, you know, the night before, like before you go to bed. They're open 24 hours. Mm -hmm. So, or you can usually check it online now. Most cruise ships have an app where you can check your balance. Or your TV even if you're too lazy to look at your phone. Very true. Yeah. Reasons why you would check it. Okay. Um, Your credit card didn't go through. It was declined. <laughs> you you need to go switch because your credit card. you're in the Bahamas, and your credit card company's like, these saps wouldn't go to the Bahamas. Oh, they're boring. They would never do that. That's what our credit card had to be thinking. They're like... Yeah, our Disney credit card didn't want us on a Disney cruise ship. Yeah. Our they, very first cruise. We they, learned our lesson. They flagged it as fraud. Yeah. Yeah. So then we had to give them another credit card, which, I mean, not everyone has... I mean, we... We were very young. We didn't have any a lot of room on a lot of other cards. So yeah, it was kind of like, obviously, our bill wasn't very much, right? No, it was so, just the two of us, and we really didn't do anything. No. I can't even remember what, I what it was. I shopped. It was just shopping, yeah. right? Yeah. 
because we prepaid gratuities, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just the shopping. It wasn't. It was like two hundred dollars keeping us from getting off the ship. And every now and then you'll see an article float around mainstream media about how people were held hostage on a cruise ship until they paid their bill. Well, yeah, sure, technically. And we didn't know it until we scanned our card. So, um, like but we, we waited in line, got up there, and then like they're like, you have to go to guest services. And we're like, huh? So another reason to check it, right, is to make sure that those charges are actually your charges or, you know, make sure there's not going to be any surprises. Like if you gave your it's... kid charging privileges, <laughs> keep a tabs on that. Or if you gave your husband charging privileges. Well, now, come on. But it's it's a little bit difficult to get your um, your your balance once you get off the cruise ship. It's not easy. So definitely do it before you leave the ship. They'll print it out for you even if you want it. Mm-hmm. So very, very easy. But definitely do it before you leave the ship. And the last night, guest services, the line's going to be huge. So if you have a bunch of gift cards that you're planning on putting onto your account... Try to do that on night one, night two. Just throw them on there, especially if you know you're going to get billed for, like, excursions. That's going to happen. So get those gift cards on there in advance. And usually um, most cruise lines, after you hit so much, so many dollars on your account, they're going to charge your card on file. So if you were planning to pay only in Disney gift cards, you really do need to get those on there fast. Sure, they'll refund your card and they can, you know, get the Disney gift card, but it's just a pain and it's not really something that those guest services people need to be doing. So just think ahead and it's best. The first day though, there is a long line as well. So, you know, day two is good. Or late, real late on night one. (laughs) We do, we check usually really late on the last night. Midnight's a great time to go. Yeah. That's when you can take pictures of the ship that's pretty empty as well. The only people in the atrium at midnight are like the teenagers that are just sitting there talking. Yes. And they're usually harmless. Yeah, especially, the harmless teenagers. Especially the, the older teenagers. So don't the, get don't give the them ones a that are, bad name. The ones that are sitting there talking are the harmless ones. It's the ones you don't see that are up to no good. Those are the tweens or the very early uh, teens. The tweens that think they're teens? Yeah. Those are the worst. Anywho... So there you go. Check your account or you might be like us. All right. This next one is what your servers are busy talking to you on that last night about. The cruise survey. The beloved and dreaded cruise survey. So Disney is very, very into this. And if you don't give your servers, this is a paper survey, by the way, still, somehow. Their survey is, is a lot like iTunes. Anything less than five stars, it's like you should just cease to exist. Right. I mean, they're, they literally are paid off this thing. So honestly, unless there was a huge problem and you probably should have already talked to someone about that problem. Right. That's on you if you didn't communicate it during your cruise. And your, you know, your stateroom hostess as well. Host or hostess. Steward. Steward, Michelle. Hosts and hostess are what Disney says. Well, they should be using the word steward. Okay. Magician. Stateroom magician. No. Okay. I'm no. just trying. And, I mean, there's even that great question that says, um, how how was the weather on your cruise? Like, That's an important question. Because they use that to look at how you answered everything. And if it rained every day of your cruise, they know, like, you're complaining about the pools. So they're going to throw out your survey. Basically is what, <laughs> yeah. They're like, well, this person was grumpy because it rained. But they're going to ask you about 10 times. Did you put? Did you do it? Did you do it? Did you do it? Did you do your survey, Michelle? Did you put it in the box? There's usually a box of dinner, a box before you get Ms. off the Michelle, ship. Michelle, let me talk to you about your survey. 
They won't say you have to give us five stars because they'll get in trouble if they're saying that. So they won't exactly say must give me five stars, but that's what they're saying, right? Yeah. 100% give them five stars because they've put up with you for multiple nights. I know anybody that puts up with me for multiple nights and comes back, like that's impressive. So, um, but be honest on the survey too. Don't just arbitrarily give five stars, but when it comes to things that can affect somebody's career or job, if you have a problem, you should have talked to them before at survey time. And if you talk to like their management level and like, then your survey can kind of be about how it was resolved if it wasn't, if you're giving less than five stars, in my opinion. But if things get resolved in a favorable way, five stars it is. All right, moving on. Cruise photos. This used to be a huge pain in the rear. It's gotten a lot better in the digital age, but there's still people that have to pick up actual prints. We're still getting actual printed photos on a cruise ship. Yes. Okay. Yes, we are. And this doesn't just, I mean, not, not just Disney. Norwegian, Royal. Um, usually on the cruise ship, they're not open for sales on the last morning because you're in port right. and you can't be, you know, have gift shops open and things. But um, there is a workaround for this now. So you can usually buy the photos on the very last morning, but I certainly don't recommend it. How is there a workaround all of a sudden? Is shutters out to sea or? No idea. That's just what happened after COVID. Okay. Yeah. But, um, so like Disney Cruise Line, you would um, you used to have to pick up a thumb drive if you got the digital photos, but now it's all online. So they give you a website and you download straight from there. So I mean, there's not a whole lot to pick up if you maybe if you created a book. I don't know. And bought bought actual prints maybe. Um, we actually download most of ours as the cruise going. But then I download them again. Oh, you do. I do usually oh. if I don't forget. I did not know this. Yeah. Okay. Cruise photos, they're cool. I'll take them. Yay. We buy the cruise package. Yes. So we do. Um, it's usually cheaper if you buy it in advance. So, you know, just a pro tip. Yeah. There's a pro tip. Buy it in advance. All right. Next. Book your next cruise. But you can't do that as you're getting off, can you? You can't. So this <gasps> comes before. Sorry. Yeah. It comes before midnight on that last night. So you can book your cruise in the app usually with Royal Caribbean or... Disney, I'm not quite sure about Norwegian. I did not book a next cruise or a cruise. That good a time, huh? No, I did. It's just, I mean, it turns you out. did it, have a good time. turns out it was okay that I didn't because then COVID came right after that. So Facts. And like things have updated in the last few years and I have not sailed with Rogue or with Norwegian yet since that, since COVID. So it's something I need to do. Um, but not everyone calls them the same things. So Disney cruise, it's a future cruise, right? Or an onboard booking. Um, you pay $250, and then it just kind of gives you a discount later. So you have to do that before midnight on your last night. Do not call your travel agent when you get home to try to, you know, get it. Um, because we can't help you. Um, there was some exceptions during COVID and when the app wasn't working, but it is not a thing anymore. So You've called they, and cried and got nothing. I haven't cried, but I've argued, oh, okay. and they don't, they don't seem to care. Now, Royal Caribbean, you can sit down at their desk. Disney doesn't have this anymore. You can sit sit down at their desk and actually book a cruise while you're on there. It's usually a $200 deposit, which is lower than if you would book it on land. So, like, if you have, you know, two people in your stateroom, usually it's a $500 deposit. If you book it, you know, directly with Royal Caribbean or with your travel agent on a cruise ship, it's $200. Now, 
when they tell you about onboard credits that you're going to get, because you're booking it on board the ship, you need to think when they say you could get like $100 to $600, you need to think, I'm not going to get the $600 if I book an inside stateroom. So the $600 is reserved for like top end suite. So it's going to range, you know. And longer cruises too. Like yes. More expensive, bigger onboard credit, yes. basically. Yes, and Royal Caribbean's is non-refundable, your deposit. So yes, it's only 200 so hey, it's not that big a deal, right? I mean, it's still money though. So, and you technically, if you want to move the cruise, you're going to have to, you know, it's not moving with it. So that's just something to note. Um, all this stuff is technically in the fine print when you sign your name that you agree to these terms. So actually, you know, read that through. Like we said earlier, read the stuff. How do you get these future cruise credits or next cruise credits or cruise certificates to go to your travel agent so they can continue to help take care of you? So Disney, there's a box you pick that says, do you want it to go to your same travel agent? You know, unless you're switching travel agents, then always check yes. If you're switching travel agents, always check no, and then you transfer it afterwards. Immediately. Like immediately, because you only have 30 days to do it, and sometimes it takes a while, you know, to get emails to go back and forth between you and your travel agent. Sometimes. So just, yeah, be proactive there. For Royal Caribbean, it just automatically, if you booked with a travel agent, it just automatically goes to that travel agent. But it's still good to follow up and say, hey, did you see that I booked this cruise on board? Because yeah. sometimes it doesn't all go through technology. Gotta love it, right? Yeah. Okay. There you go. Next cruises. This next one seems obvious to me. You'll need your key card to get off the ship. Is that not obvious? I mean, people like leave it in their room, like, yeah, I see ya. I mean, like hotel rooms, lots yeah. of times you just leave it in right on the counter. Yeah. And you could even take it with you, right? That's true. But yeah. Not ever have to get it out again. But no, you're going to need it to get off the ship. They literally have to scan it. And that's kind of when you are told. That's when they check that's that balance. You, yeah. We We're not scarred from that at all, are no. we? Every time I get off a cruise ship, I am nervous because of that one time. Paranoid, Michelle, I think would be the word. Yeah. You're also going to need your, um, you're going to get your luggage before you get to customs if you didn't carry it off your ship, the ship on your own. And then you're also going to need your passport for customs. So make sure, you know, you have that out and ready. Out and ready. And you kind of go through customs super quick after a cruise. It's almost concerningly quick, if I might say so. It just depends on what agent you get, though. What Border Patrol agent. The Was it the last one where he was, like, chatty with us? Yeah. I think And the people bored. before he was really, like, stern with. So you just never know what you're going to get. No. No, he was chatty. Well, I don't even remember what we're talking about. He was about. talking to Alden. I don't remember yeah. what it was about, but maybe something about what he was wearing. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, stupid shorts. All of them stupid shorts. All right, there you go. You need your key card. All right, last but not least, transportation after the cruise. Where are you going? You just need to have a plan. We've talked about this on other We've on our other podcasts, but this is like kind of gets it all into one spot for you. Just just have a plan. So it's if it's taking the cruise ship transportation back to the airport, that needs to be pre-booked. Usually, you can't add it while you're on the cruise. Um, you should know, you know, are you going to the airport? Are you going to a theme park? Are you going to another hotel, like in the city? You, you should have a plan. If you're not taking the bus from the cruise line to the airport, which there still is a fee, it's not free, then you are you taking a taxi? <laughs> are you taking Uber, Lyft? Are you, do you have a private transport lined up? Yeah, Uber is 
is a tricky one after a cruise because it will be a surge pricing. And like Port Canaveral, number one cruise port in the world, not near a major metropolitan area. So there's just not that many Uber drivers. The cabs also aren't going to be like, hey, yeah, let me take you to the airport. I mean, they do. They and do. And they have a set price. It's set? Yeah. That's good. So we, I would probably yeah. do cab over Uber sometimes. I don't know. We've done both, haven't we? I mean, it's still cheaper for Uber, but like it's a set price for. And there's yeah. usually a line of them sitting and waiting. Yeah. Where Uber, you got to call them. Well, not call them, but you could, dial it up. You and, could set it up like the night before if you have. You know, Wi-Fi. But then you're scheduling it, and you don't know exactly what time you're getting off the ship. That's the problem with That's the problem with private transportation. Like, you can set up a time, and you end up waiting, and it's so annoying to wait after you've gotten off a cruise ship. Or you like, oh, I think I have time to do this, and then you end up rushing because you're like, oh, my private transfer, right? Yeah. Because they'll only wait so long for you. Private transfers are great for getting to cruises, not as great for getting off of cruises. I mean, they're still great because it's you know the ride's coming. Yes, it's reliable. It's going to be a clean car with a driver with you know a certification, background checks. Yeah. So I mean, there's still lots of good things for private transfers. I book private transfers for a lot of my clients because one, they don't like the bus. You know, they don't want to be yeah. have to wait till the bus fills up or leave at a certain exact early time or something like that. But yeah, so there's, lots of good options. Yeah, there's lots of good options. Just just know what you're doing. Before you get on the cruise ship. Yes. So that you know what you're doing when you get off the cruise ship. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, Michelle, we, we didn't say a rental car. Rental car. Another option. They yeah. usually have shuttles to the rental car, car. If you're driving. Your own car in the parking garage. <laughs> That's the easiest. And sometimes you can do off-site parking because it's a lot cheaper. And there you take a shuttle to your car. You can also like, like if we did that, you would send me out. Although you have to leave as a family. Yeah, so the other people are just sitting on a So bench. I would end up getting in the rental car shuttle or the shuttle to the remote parking and then come pick you guys up. But yeah, yeah. you would just be sitting on a bench. You really can't get off the cruise ship separately because you have to kind of, your whole stateroom has to disembark. And then you're going through customs and you kind of need to, if you're a family, you need to go through as a family. So pretty soon we could just send Sam off on her own though. She's in her own stateroom. She'll be 18. Okay. She's the last person I'd send, though. Anywho. So there you go. That was a sad show. We're talking about getting off of a cruise ship. But it's important information. Yeah. Because if you do it wrong, it's going to delay you. You you become clickbait title on some website saying... And I always pray that's not my clients. Family detained on cruise ship. Yeah. I pray that's not my clients because I've given... I give them all the information they need. Yeah. And, and now you have a podcast to listen to it if you don't want to read. Darn right. Reading hard. Very hard. <laughs> and also is grammar. Grammar hard. Oh, God. So, all right. Well, that has been another Rope Drop on Deck. So let us know if we missed any tips for smoothly disembarking a cruise ship. Uh, find us online on all the things at Rope Drop on Deck except for TikTok. We don't tick or talk, do we? Oh, dear. Nope. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening to another Rope Drop on Deck.